Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's my pleasure to announce the 2020 winner of her trophy, the Leon Dreisaitl. Leon Dreisaitl hammers it home. Nugent Hopkins and Yamamoto with the helpers. Dylan Holloway, University of Wisconsin. We have a star in the making right now for the Edmonton Oilers. Now we've got a wild scrum with fights breaking out all over the place. Jason's. Looking like he's picking the right time to get hot here. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. We're a really good team. Um, you know, we know that. And just trying to go out there and show that every game. I'm James Neal. Start on this. Jajar Kara from your Edmonton Oilers. This is the battle of Alberta we've been waiting for for three decades. As Archibald Richards scores. Mike Smith, Leon Dreisaitl. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Un- Unbelievable. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. What a stop me by Miko Koskinen. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official station of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Chad. Scott, 
This is Oilers Now, brought to you by Digitex. I can remember when that video came out. Back in 1983-84, I was in grade 12 at Harry Inley Composite High School. This is Oilers Now, again, brought to you by Digitex. Buyer lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. I only mention that because that's where I saw the video. I think it was like early, I'm thinking December of 83, in and around uh, that time. It was the lone IB class that I was in. Uh, at uh, Harry and Lee back in the day, and believe me, I was, of the 20 or so students that were in that class, I think I was about 20th in terms of uh, intellect. There were some brilliant kids there. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun on today's show. Uh, we're going to talk a little about the horror, uh, the horror genre uh, coming up. Brett and Eskett and myself are going to engage in a conversation. Uh, four guests today, including the president of the American Hockey League. He's also the CEO, uh, spent many years in the Oilers organization, and was uh, a general manager for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Scott Howes and the AHL rolled out their plans a couple days ago, at least tentatively rolled out their plans. Uh, Mark Spector for the Horses in Horse Racing Alberta will join us today. At 12.35, HRA, we will tell you there is live racing final thoroughbred night taking place Sunday, and you can always watch and wager online at hbibet.com. Sportsnet's Gene Principe, who's been known to be punny over the years, uh, will have a, a conversation, might even hit a little bit on soccer. Uh, Gene, of course, has a tremendous passion for that. And my play-by-play partner from the Oilers Radio Network, Jack Michaels. Just want to mention at this time, uh, today is officially the last day that uh, Sid Smith is in his role. A role that is normally described as uh, news and public affairs director, uh, talent that sort of thing. He's uh, been a, a terrific guy in that post for a number of years for Chorus. Really balanced, really positive about radio. Uh, not a guy that believes in uh, hating on uh, different radio stations for the sake of hating on them. He's uh, a guy that uh, believes in supporting people and sharing as well. So special shout out to Sid, uh, who's uh, been a tremendous uh resource for the purposes of this show over the course of the last nine years and we're up around i don't know about 1900 shows that uh that i personally hosted uh for oilers now in 630 chad during that time so special shout out at this time back in the 630 chad studios is brendan escott brendan before we we're gonna bring scott housing in around i don't know around 12 15 something like that i just want to uh, get to a, a couple things here it is that special time of the year. Uh, today, Hudson went over to uh, school, uh, and he was in his Iron Man costume, so he was stoked for that, and uh, he's, he's in all that sort of thing. Um, Halloween, special time of the year, and it made me think of the horror genre as a whole, and I've got three movies that, for me, kind of... Uh, the first time I saw The Exorcist, I barely got through it. Uh, I know that when it came out, there were people vomiting in the seats. That's how scary it was. Of course, it's based on the book written by William Peter Blatty. Uh, starred, made sort of Linda Blair, the the uh, Scream Queen star. And then a couple Stephen King uh, written horror movies. And I'd say he's sort of the king of the horror genre to begin with. But uh, Salem's Lot, David Soul was in that. The Glick Boys, when they're knocking on the window. If you lived out on an acreage like I did as a kid, and that scene where 
you know, the dead Glick boy comes back to get his brother, and he's knocking. That scares the living, you know, what out of you. And uh, and then The Shining, which was also Stephen King, of course, of Jack uh, Nicholson muttering, red rum, red rum. Uh, those are, th- for me, three of the scariest flicks out there. I'd like people to give me your thoughts on uh, movies that freaked you out or got you scared. You can text us at any time on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors, ready for your kids' pregame warm-up. So, Brendan, you're of a different era. You got a couple films that just uh, scared the bejesus out of you. You know what? It's not really my genre, that that jump out and scare the crap out of you kind of thing. It's not really for me. But I do like thrillers a lot. And, of course, Stephen King's sort of uh, dipping his toe into that realm as well. 1408, I don't know if that's like a super widely known movie, but it is based off of a Stephen King uh, 1999 what, what, story. What's it, what, what's it about? That is, uh, it's like a haunted hotel room. It's it's a bit of a, it's John Cusack. And he's, he's sort of an arrogant writer that doesn't believe that he could be impacted by this uh, you know, crooked hotel room, this this haunted hotel room. And he ends up sort of staying in there like Groundhog Day with all these horrendous things happening to him uh, throughout the this time. So that's one for me. I do like it as well, both the old version and one of the more recent ones. Uh, the scary clown thing, I can dig that. But I have to be honest, it's not really something I'd sit down and watch usually. Now, have you ever seen The Exorcist? No. Oh, man. It's... <laughs> and you know there's a whole um history afterwards of some somewhat bizarre things that occurred not just in the exorcist but some of the subsequent uh prequels and follow-up uh, movies that they did as a result that just have added to sort of its legacy and lore. Uh, so anyways, I'd like to get some thoughts. We'll, we'll have fun with each of our guests on this as well. Uh, you can reach us at any time on the River Cree Resort and Casino hotline at 780-496-0063. All slot machines, table games, the poker room open at the River Cree. Uh, they've got each of the respective slot machines and... Uh, seat locations at table games and in the poker room separated by plexiglass. River Cree has taken all of the AA and following all of the AHS guidelines. Be sure to try one of their nine dining options, including the brand new Italia, where you can enjoy two for one entrees at Italia on Wednesdays and Thursdays, the River Cree Resort and Casino, Alberta's premier resort destination. Again, you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors, ready for your kids' pregame warm-up. I'm on Twitter, Bob underscore Stoffer. Brendan's at Brendan Escott. Brendan with two E's. Escott with two T's. And you can tweet the show at Oilers now. We'll step out quickly here. And when we come back, uh, we'll bring aboard the former assistant general manager in Edmonton, director of player personnel in Edmonton, uh, general manager in Columbus, and now heading up the American Hockey League, Scott Housen. This is Oilers Now. Hi, this is Jajar Kara from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. All right, welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott with you. I uh, asked on our Ashley Fine Floors text line, given the fact that it is Halloween tomorrow, scariest movies of all time, and I threw three out there, The Exorcist, Salem's Lot, and The Shining. Mark in St. Albert says, Bob, when I saw the original Halloween, I snuck into the R-rated movie at 14 years old. Walking home at 11 p.m. after the movie, I kept expecting to see Mike Myers in the white mask looking at me from a darkened window. Scared the life out of me. Uh, Again, you can text us. Bob, the entity from 1982 was freaky, and the hype around Poltergeist was insane at the time. Seeing it in the theater was nuts with the people screaming well and i know i know the exorcist in 1973 
actually had people vomiting in the uh, seats watching the movie. That's how scary that one was. I believe we have negotiated contact. Uh, we're going to go to, I, I don't know if he's still in Columbus, Ohio, but Scott Housen joins us right now. He's the president and CEO of the American Hockey League. Hi, Scott. How are you doing? I'm good, Bob. How are you today? Good. Total curveball to open up the show, but I know you like baseball, so you'll be good with that. Was there a movie that you saw along the way that scared the heck out of you? Uh, yeah, I, I I think Jaws scared the heck out of me when I first saw it. Um, that was, and I was a little little timid of the ocean for a while, so I think that that scared me a lot. Yeah, we've had we've already had a couple come in for Jaws. Uh, I don't know, you know, it's funny, it, and that's more of a thriller than maybe a, a true horror genre style of movie yeah. uh, from back in the day. What about uh, The Shining or Salem's Lot or something like that? I never saw The Shining, and I I think I was I I think I was a little bit scared to go see The Exorcist. So I've never seen The Exorcist. So I don't know if it's as scary as it was when back when I was a kid or. If I wouldn't think it was that, I heard just heard you talk about it. Um, uh, I, I I did not go see that movie. Did you see it? I, I I've never finished the entire movie. Never finished it. It just it's too. Uh, and there's a couple others like that where I'm like, <laughs> I didn't finish Borat, the new Borat that's out. Oh, <laughs> there's, yeah, a, yeah. There, there's a scene about 35 minutes in a lot. I'm like, oh man, this is just despicable. So anyhow, that's yeah. uh, that's let's get to it. We, we and part of the reason why we have these conversations. Normally, Scott, we're about 12 to 13 games in the NHL season right now. The American Hockey League's in its third week. We are not living in normal times. And I know a, re a release came out from your league a couple days ago. Uh, on the potential, and, I, and and that comes with the territory. You guys have got to continue to work away to plan out. So can you educate our listeners sort of on, on what the tentative game plan is for the AHL at this time, Scott? Yeah, well, we've moved the, the start date to February 5th and uh, our return at the recommendation of our return to play task force, and they'll be meeting again next week, and we'll have a plan for our owners to look at. To approve uh, to get we'll get feedback on it and then we'll we'll come up with a plan uh, and uh, and then we'll have a, a schedule a, 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 you know a, a regional a regionally based schedule with divisions and alignments it's going to look different uh, we'll probably have two paths depending on what happens with the Canadian border to follow because we'll we won't want to make that decision until right right at the end and then we'll we'll see if we can play on February 5th and and it, it's a little premature right now because we don't Nobody knows what the NHL is going to do. Uh, they're still formulating their plan, and we're not tied directly to the NHL schedule, but obviously because of the player supply and development aspect of our league, uh, we've got to be you know, somewhat aligned with them. So we're going to be following that closely. We're in regular communication with the NHL, obviously, and, uh, and we've got to make sure that that part of it's taken care of as well. Now, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but last year, did the AHL season not start a week after the NHL season started? It always starts, the NHL always starts on a Wednesday and the AHL starts on a Friday. The AHL regular season goes one week past the NHL regular season in a normal year. So that's the window. Um, so there you have, I, and I'm going to assume that there, there has there been, I know you don't necessarily take all your directive from the NHL, but has there been extensive conversations? So you're, you know, you're gauging a bit of, I mean, Gary Bettman's plan every step of the way has been to return January 1st. I know they've canceled the Heritage Classics, uh, or not the Heritage Classics, but the, I guess the States, they call them the Winter Classic. Um, yeah. But that, that said, I mean, 
they're, they're kind of working backwards, Scott, because of the NHL's involvement with NBC and the fact that the NBC's got the Olympics. Everybody thinks they need to be done by the middle of July, which means we probably need to be getting started January 15th to January 21st. So the question I have for you is, have you talked to Gary or have you talked to Bill Daly and the people from the NHL? Yeah, I talk to Bill regularly, uh, probably once a week, either okay. by phone or by email. And certainly when we were going to, when, when I, you know, when we were going to announce our plan, I wanted to make sure that uh, he knew about it. I keep him updated that he knew what we were doing, and just to make sure it wasn't going to cross paths with anything that they wanted to do. And and Bill's been very, I mean, both Bill and Jerry are very supportive of the American Hockey League and and uh, really value it. So uh, you know, they they have no problem with us going to a February fifth uh, start date. You mentioned there's kind of two different streams, and maybe dependent if I'm reading between the lines, dependent upon. The Canadian border. Is it plausible that Edmonton, Vancouver, and Calgary, who currently have their AHL affiliates in the United States, may be relo- relocating their AHL affiliates for the upcoming uh, 2021 season? Is that at all an option? Well, I've always said nothing's off the table. It's certainly not our preference. We'd rather have, you know, Utica, Stockton, and Bakersfield playing. Uh, uh, but if there's a if there's a border closure, I mean, we were offered some hope last week when the the pilot project was announced by the Alberta government to test people coming in, um, and if they were negative, they could go about their business as long as I think as long as they agreed to get a second test. Um, I haven't heard if that's actually in place yet, but that would really bode well for uh, for hockey in general, if, because the, the player supply is so important, as you know, to the NHL teams. We just can't have. Uh, a team playing, uh, an, an affiliate playing in the state, uh, and then, you know, Edmonton or Calgary or Vancouver needs two or three players, and they just can't get them there. It's just not going to work. And conversely, right now, Manitoba, who is, is having a bit of a uptick with COVID as we speak, they have a 14-day quarantine in place in that province. So traveling into that province, and they're one of your uh, member organizations with the Manitoba Moose. We're joined right now by Scott Housen, the president and CEO of the American Hockey League. So we talked about the relationship between the NHL and the American Hockey League. Are you also in contact with the ECHL? Because that's kind of the feeder system the other way, uh, you know, for guys that are maybe not on NHL deals but are on AHL, ECHL deals. Are you in contact? Because it sounds like they're going to try to get, uh, get this thing going in specific states down on the East Coast League. Yeah, we are in contact with them, and it's a, it's really um, the issues come to the forefront here a little bit because a lot of our teams be it NHL, AHL, want to assign some players to the ECHL uh, to get them playing. And we're working through that, the issues there with uh, the PHPA, which represents our player. Uh, some teams are, are, you know, some NHL teams have asked whether they can assign two-way players down there. And then we have the players that are just on AHL contracts, and some of our teams want to assign them. So we're working through that issue. So we're in regular contact with the ECHL, and they're going into a phase approach i think they have on december 11th they have uh, 10 or 11 or 12 teams starting and then a month later a few more coming in and and the two or three have opted out so uh they're uh they're they're being aggressive and it'll be interesting to obviously to see how it works for them american hockey league president ceo scott hausen bob stoffer with you in oilers now uh, this is our top story brought to you by legacy heating and cooling home of the 99 dollars pre-scheduled furnace maintenance so uh, i mean scott these are really interesting times <laughs> you, you move into this role after working in the, in the nhl uh, 
for a number of years. It's sort of incumbent upon you guys to be relentless, isn't it, in terms of and, and exhaustive in, in terms of finding ways to win. I know you got to talk to the ownership groups in, in of the respective teams. You've also got teams that are owned by NHL teams versus teams that are, are locally owned. Is it an, an absolute must that you have fans in order to return to play? Or is there a short-term strategy that could be deployed where you don't have to have fans in the seats to start? Well, again, nothing's off the table. I think it, the economics become extremely hard for all teams. Um, and we do have, uh, right now, we have uh, 12 independently owned teams and 19 NHL-owned teams. And, and you know, I've, I've been talking to a few of the owners today. And if, you, if you're an NHL team, um, maybe your priorities are a little different. You're willing to investment, invest the cost in developing your players uh, because it is going to it's it's cost our teams money to play this year uh and uh, so but the independent owner doesn't have that same development motivation and and that independent owner is probably going to have to get help from his nhl team to play so um you know it, there is a difference uh but nothing and like i said nothing's off the table and we'll just keep hammering away as you said and and find a path to play if we can scott we appreciate your time have a great weekend we'll touch base down the road good talking to you bob thanks you bet. That's AHL President and CEO Scott Housen, who spent two different stints working with the Oilers as assistant general manager and later in a player personnel role. He was general manager of the Columbus Blue Jackets as well from 2007 uh, to about February of 2013. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back in Oilers now, Sportsnet spec Mark Spector for our friends at Horse Racing Alberta. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.